We're live. Oh, baby. Cables galore over here. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing to me there with the... Uh, with the music? Yeah, there was a quite a mix going on. Yeah, I was trying to choose a track that was... Um, the right... Energetic. The right, yeah. It's kind of got to be the right thing, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a... Uh, the right thing for the right moment like timing is key uh-huh uh, which is a reason why we're so effective is because we're so on time yeah all and the consistent time. oh my goodness yeah. great i mean we gotta when we finally come out with the merch it just says consistency oh yeah and that's it and you wear I'm it sure around it's done before and you just wear it around like a motivational we put like a little LL, it could just be like maybe on the wrist or something, but then it just says consistency across the front and you look in the mirror before you head out and you're like, consistency. Yeah, you whisper it. No, it's because, listen, you got to create the scenario where, where the payoff, it comes way down the road. You know what I mean? It can't be, you can't be too obsessed with just the next moment. You can't be too obsessed with the next bite of ice cream. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can't be instant. Instant is no good. Instant is for everybody. The marshmallow test, right? Instant is no good. Yeah. You got to put it off. You put it off. You put it off. Everybody else, they go instant. And some people, they make it to a certain point. They go, okay, now nah, I got to cash out. I got to cash out. And then you got the other dudes that are like, no, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. And it's like, God damn, dude, can you please cash out already? You're making everybody else <laughs> nervous. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Delay, delay, delay. Work, keep working. Yeah. Can it's a Wednesday. Well, Wednesday's a work day. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Some a people good day. some people refer to it that way. Right in the middle. Yeah, they say hump day. It always, it always screwed me up. I was like, well, I always gotta use that word, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the middle. It's the middle. It's maybe it's the best day, maybe it's the worst day. It really depends. You know, it really depends on your outlook. I think it's the it's the half empty, half full day. You get yeah, to a see little what, bit of both. Yeah, you get to see it however you want on that day. Uh huh. The critical day might be a wake up call that day. Uh huh. Well, you could wake up with us, no matter where you happen to be in the world. I mean, well, if you're just waking up, you're probably on the West Coast because that's about 9 a.m. right now, and that's breakfast time. A lot of people starting work on the West Coast is a breakfast show. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, here on the East Coast, it's a lunchtime show. Mo just walks past and he kind of like just points at a few things and he kind of, <laughs> he was trying to look cool there for a minute. You did you want to say hi? Is that what it is, Mo? Did you want to? Yeah, you did. You want to actually show. Comes. Oh my goodness. Great. Hey guys. Aggressive. I'll hop in the chat soon. Aggressive. He says, I'll hop in the chat, chat soon. You got a large coffee today? Is that what that is? Morning, work day Wednesday. Wednesday's what we're talking about, man. There we go. Slow and steady, Mo. Don't cash out. Don't cash out, Mo. <laughs> Hold the bag. <laughs> Don't cash out, Mo. What am I looking for? Oh, I'm looking for something real quick. Um, go ahead, entertain the people for a second, Will. Don't start um, the show though, all right? Well, yesterday was Valentine's Day. <laughs> Keep or going. AKA single keep, keep singles going. awareness day. Keep going. Keep going. Um, 
it was a good day i hope everyone had a good day um good night just chilling out with your significant other or just with yourself you know just hanging out playing some video games or something just chilling with yourself yeah 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 listen where you know hey man your video games were your valentine is that what you're saying yeah um i just went bowling hogwarts legacy is your valentine it's a good time apparently well that's what i heard i don't know i don't know what's better the last of us tv show or the hogwarts video game (laughs) what a weird comparison which one's better will uh i haven't played hogwarts so i guess last of us it's quite enjoyable you got a live chat going on? I can't see any live chat over here. Well, it's going. No, I don't I think so. It. I don't believe you, man. All right, fine. I believe you. Um, all right. So you went bowling. Oh boy. You went bowling. Yeah. Explain yourself. Well, um, my girlfriend, she's really into Stranger Things. And um, she chose the perfect bowling alley style. Um, it was kind of like an 80s look We went there and we had a good time That's pretty much it It was an 80s look bowling alley? Yeah You can't just go to a regular bowling alley? You can go to 80s look bowling alley? Well it's not forced Nothing's changed there since probably the 70s or 80s Oh nothing's fo- I got So you. it's authentic You're 80s. just saying you just went to an old bowling alley <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I try to pawn it off as some sort of like cool niche alley. Oh man, that is weird the way that goes, right? It goes around, comes around, right? Like you everything that was cool was it was cool and then it was not cool and then it was cool again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. It had legit stains on the walls and the I'm ceilings, looking for so. the type of thing I'm looking for. Shout out to Saul, thank you. Um but I like bowling. I think bowling is underrated. Yeah, you probably been to the one. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah, I love I love uh, to to get out there and bowl with the mm. kids. It's just fun. It's just good old fashioned fun, yeah. and it's so straightforward. And you get the old school animations. You get the the strike and the turkeys and all that. Mm-hmm. And you get more than one, and it's lovely stuff. And you're all yelling and yeah. screaming at each other, and or cheering or fist bumping or. Yeah. I don't know. People got popcorn. Like, <laughs> And your neighbors are kind of like right beside you. And then when they get a strike, they're, they're, ha- they're having a good time. You know, it brings the energy. Um, but we play- There's a residual effect. Yeah. Have you played five pin? Five pin? Yeah, with the little ball? The little ball. Yeah, yeah I played. Yeah, yeah, I never tried that before, but we did last night. And okay. It was, um, it was hard. Yeah. Right, difficult. Yeah. The little ball, the five pin. The kids like the five pin. Sometimes they put. Oh the, yeah. Sometimes they put the bumpers up. Did they put the bumpers up for you? No, not for us. We yeah. wanted the challenge. You wanted the challenge. Did you get the strikes in there, or what'd you do? Um, yeah. Yeah. We we got like one or two. Oh, you did, didn't you? A couple of spares in there. A couple of spares. You yeah. did, didn't you? Just ate some pizza and. Did you put anything in the gutter though? Definitely. You did, <laughs> didn't you? Most of the time. Yeah. Now that our bowling commercial is done. Okay, good. Today's sponsor, bowling. Get out and bowl. No, what goes around comes around. I mean, I think, I look at something like bowling. I'm like, you got these people down there, they're throwing axes around. Uh-huh. You know, everybody uh-huh. got to figure out some next thing to get all perked. Escape rooms? Yeah, everybody's, uh-huh. everybody's got to get perked. They're like, I'm dying over here. I can't. Yeah. 
Am I alive? I don't know anymore. Nothing yeah. feels real. It's like, listen, dude. Let's whip a axe. Listen, dude, just go to the bowling alley, you understand? Go to the old bowling alley, not the one that's made to look old with new stuff, but the one that's actually old. Yeah. You go over there. Where you can smell the carpet. That's right, and you get a pair of, yeah, and everything is a little, just a little bit moist. And then you get the mm -hmm. shoes, and they've been damp for years. Yeah, yeah. You understand? And maybe you get some stale popcorn, uh -huh. right? And you listen, oh, yeah, you yeah, listen yeah. to some trash music. Yeah. And guess what you do? You live with it, and you, mm. and you go with it, don't you? Yep. Yeah. You go with it. Yeah. And ain't no boutique, ain't no lineup, ain't no uh just old fashioned fun. Ain't no Yelp review. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Yelp review is one and you like it. It's a good time. I recommend bowling for all ages. Everyone. The Yelp review is one and you like it. Whether you're just playing alone or with uh, family or friends, yeah. And you like it. Yeah. There used to be a show on Vice where he would go around and he would try out one-star reviews. I think it was called One Star Review. Oh, yeah? And it would be like, he'd go to the barber, that's the one-star review. He'd go to the restaurant, that's the one-star review. Yeah. And he'd be like, do they deserve the, you know, I like it. You review the it's review. It's good content. You yeah. review the review. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. do they deserve the one star? And he did it in a comedic way, but I would say you do it in a real legit way where you could be like, listen. Well, it's discovery. You'd be like, listen, because some of that stuff is a death sentence. You know, you ever been to one of these situations? You got a small business. You got a guy, he's working his ass off over there. And he, tells, he says to you, hey, man, please give me the, give me the review. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just hit me with a quick review because... Those guys, they, they smashed me earlier, and then I come to figure out the reason I'm paying this lease. I don't have a single yeah. customer over there is because I can't shake off this one review, this one guy yeah. in a bad mood. I can't shake it off right uh -huh. now. I don't have a big enough load of reviews on there since I started the small business to offset. Yeah. I didn't get my carbon offset. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there like, wow, damn, dude, I'm not one to get on the Yelps and whatnot. You know, that's I'm you not a giver. I'm not one to be over there, but it's it's really unfortunate. These people are out there. Mm -hmm. Those people are out there, Will, just ruining businesses. Yeah. Over one moment in time, over one set of expectations. Yeah, I think you got to go to a place twice before you jump on a Yelp. Twice minimum. Yeah, I feel like um, Yelp reviews or Google reviews or whatever, like they should have an expiry date. Because businesses change throughout Damn, the years. Dude, that's heavy. Yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's heavy. Well, I think so. You're just solving the world. Because it's there forever. The you're review. solving the world's problems, right? Yeah. Now. Expiry yeah. date on the review. It's like, all right, look, man, people got the point. Yeah. Amazon reviews. Things change. New yeah. owners. Uh -huh. Things change, man. Change all the time. Time changes everything. Mm -hmm. It's Wednesday. The review expires. Yeah. I think also they should have maybe some sort of opportunity to make it right. Like some sort of uh, escrow period of being able to solve it before it goes public. Mm -hmm. So they get pinged on it and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had no idea this you had this experience or this happened. Or, yeah, yeah. There was a cockroach. In the plate, in the food. <laughs> oh. I had no idea there was a cockroach. 
You know what I'm saying, Will? <laughs> Mo's laughing there. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I'm saying, Will? Yeah, I hear you. And you need a second chance on some of these things, yeah. man. That's what I don't like about the internet, man. It's like we had chances. You know, you had chances before everything was carbon facsimile copy. Yeah. Everything was documented. Oh, you did what? You did what? You said what? Mm. And people are like moving and grooving. They're formulating in real time. Guys are getting better and improving. And it's to be some sense of optimism. Push the thing forward. Like the person gave you the fist bump at the bowling alley. Yeah, why not? You know, it's a good time. Something like that, man. The reviews got to expire, Will. I think so. Mm-hmm. All of them. They got to expire. Yeah. Well, we got a foldable iPhone? Yeah. Is that what we need? Is that going to solve all of our problems? I mean, one day. Yeah. Well, this is the folding concept similar to the flip style of folding concept mm -hmm. that, of course, Samsung did. There's also some really recent news because Oppo just put out their version of it, making it the second commercially available flippity-flappity in the clamshell status, the Find N2 flip. This is like an hour ago. This just happened because obviously we knew Oppo was doing foldables. They had the Find um, Fold, the Find Folding. Now they got the yep. Find Flipping. Just like Samsung, the two options. Look at this. You get a large display on the look outside when it's in the clamshell. It looks like a mini little phone in there. That looks great, actually. <laughs> it looks so funny. It's the size of four cameras tall is what it would be. Um, so anyway, that just happened. I, and, and I don't know. If Apple is to do the flipping or the folding, maybe they do the flipping first, the clamshell. Maybe we go back to the ultra portable. You know, maybe you could just imagine Apple's marketing machine. Yeah, Into the purse, out of the purse, close up, zoom, twist. No cockroach over there. No, not at all. I want to see that Apple ad. The plate comes out. Kaleidoscopes of cockroaches. <laughs> Their cockroaches are dancing. dancing. I now I buy I buy Apple after that. I buy everything. What do you buy? What's the ad? I don't care. I just buy. You understand? Oh, it just ta 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 ta. That's art, man. Rotating cockroaches. Yes, that's art. I'm buying everything at that point. Yeah. You understand that? So, yeah, if they do it, obviously they would have the option. They could go this direction. I think most people thought because they've got the, the tablet, maybe it was going to be more like that, a folding iPad. Like that was the other rumor. But if you think about it, these guys, they want to sell you all the, all the devices. They want to sell you the pocket device. They want to sell you the iPad device. The, the, look at me over here. What am I? I, gotta, I, I, got have, no, I don't even need the cockroach to buy. Yeah, you already have everything here. I, I would buy double if I had the ad sure. that I'm looking for. Um, but anyway, maybe if the phone folds in the clamshell for the portability sake and it doesn't cannibalize the iPad market, mm. because let me tell you something, once you get into the Z Fold type products from Samsung, you start thinking, I don't really need a tablet because it's more of a folding tablet. Mm. You get quite a large screen when it's unfolded. It's like, 
iPad mini territory. Mm -hmm. So maybe if Apple does it, they go this way with it in the clamshell formation. Uh, we have some patents here that seem to describe something like that. Here's an illustration from the USPTO patent. 11,579,722. It's a lot of, man. Shows a foldable device featuring sensors on every side and edge. And the image source is Apple Inc. It might make it easier to control the foldable phone. Touch buttons could be placed anywhere on the handset, including the curved sidewalls or the top or the bottom of the handset. Various materials, including opaque and transparent options, might cover these touch buttons. Apple is looking at different materials, including opaque plastic, metal fiber composite, ceramics, and more. So touch-based buttons wrapping around the outside of your, your clamshell, your sandwich, and you're buying another iPhone. Good times. Yeah. Apple Watch X Rolex crossover concept, of course, because this will never happen. I almost got you there. No, definitely not. As soon as I saw the bezel on that thing, I was like, no, 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 no chance. Apple, I mean, they've, they've done, when they've done the crossover, like with Hermes, mm. it doesn't significantly alter the hardware itself it's mm. always an accessorizing thing so like if they teamed up with rolex on a band or something they'd be like, ah, maybe maybe but the whole deal mm, yeah. they don't really mod their hardware to that extent as this concept however there's a market for everything on android side of course famously you had the tag watch that was like crazy expensive android wear uh, you had other collaborations too. I'm trying to think right now. Well, you had many, obviously, but traditional watch brands like Tiso? No. Um, what? What do I want? Fossil? Fossil, maybe. You had many on the Android Wear space, and they could do whatever they wanted. But you see, Apple's always on the other side of it with the integration. They have to be in control of everything. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean you want different dimensions and mm -hmm. so on? It, would, it wouldn't happen. So in Apple's case, that's the thing about it. Could you sell an Apple Watch Rolex? Sure, I guess. But, you know, it is a weird, it's a weird because hmm? when you get into those collectible watches, it's really not about the, it's almost the opposite. You're collecting them for age and for collectability, hmm. like a some kind of memorabilia, you know, like I got a Rolex ocean surfer or whatever you understand what i mean yeah yeah yeah. and if you ever wa watch the watch guys uh -huh. which you do uh -huh. and the guy's carefully taking it apart and he's extracting the moisture and he's you know there's a whole thing to it it's the mechanical aspect yeah, yeah. of it the collectability of it and that doesn't really seem to cross over properly with the digital realm where you have outdated hardware, you have a slower processor than you did last year. And I mean, just inherently, these things seem to be more disposable, don't uh -huh. they? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was having this conversation last night with a couple friends, how you, all the Teslas you see on the road, they're all really recent. Like mm -hmm. the Model S is from 2012. It came out in 2012. Mm. You know, that's more than a decade, Well. Uh, I guess so, yeah. But yet, all the, the vast majority of them are really recent. And if you had a friend that's like, hey, that's my 10-year-old Tesla, you'd be like, wow, 
Impressive. Because here's a question for you as a Tesla owner. How long are you going to have it for? You're not going to have it for 10 years? Probably not. Um, yeah. I would say maybe five years, six, seven years. I don't know. With EVs, people have a lot of questions about what is the turnover cycle. And you know yeah. how the EV manufacturers, they would love to be more like smartphones and tell you you need a new one all the time. And then you know what they're yeah. going to do? They're going to be like, we'll give you a great value for that old one there. <laughs> the shady guy again? Well, if uh, someone that I know have like a 10-year-old, tesla i would ask them about it for sure absolutely how's the battery you know it'd be curious but why don't you see anybody like that i want to meet that person i want that person to let us know i want that person to call in to our 1-800 number okay let us know what's going on yeah but anyway in this case it's a merging of the sort of collectability and the brand with the rolex and then saying why can't we have apple watch stuff too i don't think it'll happen but if it did here is your uh but here is your mock-up here is your design here's your what, what render sure and in this case it's a concept with a 1.5 inch retina display in a titanium body with orange accents so i guess it's taken some inspiration from the apple watch ultra as well because guess what that is titanium body orange accents so on mm -hmm. tesla is going to open the charge network to other evs it was a matter of time we knew it was going to happen over in europe a lot of chatter you know the same guys that were saying hey apple usb type c those, those exact guys. Uh -huh. And then they said, hey, Tesla, universal. I'm going to be universal. And then over here, Biden's like, I don't know, I got $7 billion or whatever it is, or $700 billion. I don't remember the number, but he's like, you want a piece of the action? We're going to need, you're going to have to come and play with us in our mm. sandbox. You're going to have to come build some sandcastles with us. And they already liked him because he came as well. Well, I don't know if they liked him, but he came with the the subsidy, seventy five hundred dollar credit, and then and then they dropped the price and the demand went up. And you just gotta believe that the EV makers are liking some of these policies. Sure. Selling more EVs, even though you and I didn't get any of this love. They rinsed us. Especially you. You got rinsed. Yeah. You got no special treatment. You bought at the peak and you got rinsed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm calling out Elon. Nobody <laughs> rinses with you. It's okay. I do like the Tesla mm -hmm. Model Three I have. So. Mm -hmm. But nobody rinses Willie doing. I uh, think the community here might agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Nobody rinses. What does that mean again? <laughs> like you're getting shake yeah, shakedown. Yeah, shake like down. you're getting ripped off. Right. But I just like the visual of Willie Do getting rinsed by Elon. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I don't want that uh, visual. Oh, the only person that gets to rinse Willie Do is somebody he wants to be rinsing him. It is odd terminology. It's kind of, kind of funny. I, I don't mind it. I kind yeah. of like it. But anyway, so they got the subsidy. It's all about EVs. Hip, hip, hooray. Unless it's minus 20 out. But hip, hip, hooray, it's all about EVs. You know, so much of this is marketing. Like, how do you get the, how do we get the economy going again? I'm going back to Michigan. I'll see you in Ohio. Do, 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 do. And then it's, and then it's like, guess what? You got to buy stuff again, America, because your car is not good anymore. Uh-huh. You should feel bad, dinosaur juice drinker. Yeah. And we're, we're electrifying America. Exactly. Like, you want to put your badge or stamp on something, that, you know, 
so much of it is marketing. And I'm not saying I don't like the product either. I'm just saying it's like part of it is making it seem as though everybody's doing it. And you tag the subsidies onto it. You open the charge network. You have every stinking Super Bowl commercial telling you you should go electric. You had the weird tweet from Elon on the Hyundai post. I know you saw that where he asked people to like the post. I know you saw that because you're out there. And it was Kevin Bacon and it was, do you know what I'm talking about? I have a vague recognition. It was Kevin Bacon and his, do- and his daughter is like, my dad's going electric. If he can go electric, anybody can go electric. Oh, God. Making you feel bad. But I don't think anybody should feel bad. I think they're always trying to sell you stuff, and I think it's uh, it's just a new playbook each time. It's the same way Apple tells you you're hurting the environment by not buying their new product, which helps the environment. And it gets all mixed up in your head as far as, like, wait, what am I? What do I need? What am I doing? And I like new things, Will. I love new things. Gadgets? What, are you kidding? The whole—it's my whole deal. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people end up feeling left behind, and they really, that feeling is uh, it's not as realistic as it seems, in the sense that it's not always completely rainbows and lollipops. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we got to come in with the blunt force trauma mm-hmm. every so often. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're going to open up the network. At least 3,500 new and existing open access chargers will be on highway corridors to expand the freedom of travel for all EVs. Tesla's agreed to make part of its extensive charging network available to drivers of other brands. Now, you got to do part because, listen, man, if you don't do part and then all those Tesla buyers, they had that one particular expectation and then everything changes and now it's lineups of all these other brands – it hurts his business. So mm-hmm. he's sitting there saying, oh, I agree, but also can we slow it down? And they're selling way more electric cars than they are installing chargers. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the rate is not commensurate. Right. I wonder what he's going to do with the superchargers. Are they going to, is he going to upcharge costs for um, EV owners that don't drive a Tesla? Because they own the infrastructure. They built the supercharger. Easy, well. I don't see their name on the deed. Well, Elon signed every supercharger. Elon did. Elon was here. Elon Elon was a part of it, but the the buyers, you know, grandfather clauses and so on. Yeah. I don't think it was ever going to happen, Will. It it had to become like gas. It had to become you could fill up anywhere Mm. at any station. But yeah, they, they have a good network and... Presumably, they'll, they'll then have to become competitive on, competitive on that where they have better locations or faster chargers, and then it keeps pushing the whole thing, yeah. and, and that's what I like, right? That's how competition works, and he's all about competition, right? So open a baby up. Open a baby up, which is what they did. So get ready, Tesla people, to, to have to deal with all those Mercedes-Benz and... F-150 Lightnings, and everybody's sitting at your Tesla chargers now. So you best get used to it. Oh, boy. Tesla employees are tired of being treated like robots and seek to unionize at Giga New York. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, 
what can I say? I'm, I'm not in there. I presume any assembly line, most assembly lines are going to make you feel like a robot. It's There's probably techniques through cycling people through different departments or tasks or something where it could be more interesting. I'm guessing. I don't yeah. run a factory. This is far more simple than that. You know. But I would imagine there would be techniques that you could maybe influence that or or try to change what the day-to-day -day looks like. Mm -hmm. But the employees apparently, according to this report, uh, the Gigafactory Buffalo say they're tired of being treated like robots. And it's not the first time they've been threatened with the idea of unionization. The uni Union of Auto Workers has launched over the years several unsuccessful efforts to unionize what is now the most productive car factory in the U.S. Damn, that is another one worth mentioning. You yeah, within 10 years. Put that on a plaque. Uh-huh. CEO Elon Musk has pushed back hard against those efforts as he was found to have gone too far by the National Labor Relations Board, which ordered Musk to delete a tweet in which he suggested that if Tesla employees unionized, they would lose their stock options. Whew. Heavy-handed. He's like, just I'm going I'm to squash this right now like a, like a little bug. Like a cockroach. Yeah. May I, I teed that up. I let you have it. Maybe even a cockroach. The employees who label data for Tesla's autopilot technology at the company's plant in Buffalo, oh, those people who sit on the computer, actually, mm -hmm. sent an email to Musk early Tuesday with their intent to unionize. Employees say they're seeking better pay and job security alongside a reduction in production pressures that they say have been harmful to their health. They're like, I'm sitting here, I'm labeling, I'm labeling, I feel like a robot. The only thing that's going to do for Elon, though, is he's going to go, you know, good idea. I got to figure out this labeling robot. Forget about all these humans over here. Yeah. He's GPT, like, GPT, help out. He's like, unionize. What are you talking about? He's like, I just, yeah, ever heard of Chad? Yeah. No, I'm joking, obviously. It's a joke, but it is funny. You're telling the guy who has a pretty serious interest in creating robots that your task is too robotic. <laughs> My job is way too robotic. How's your robot coming? How's your robot coming along? It's a little bit funny there, but... Hopefully they sort it out and maybe he'll upgrade the the lunch options over there. Yeah. No, I don't know. Check out the world's first DC to DC solar powered EV charger. DC to DC and solar. Very exciting. And I like the look of it. California based solar EV charging tech company N. Intelligent is debuting what it claims is the world's first DC to DC rooftop solar powered hybrid bidirectional EV charger. It'll be launched at InterSolar North America, and it'll draw power from rooftop solar. So you've got a building with solar up top, feeds down to the charger, which they can then supply up to 25 kilowatts of DC fast charging. Okay, it's not, it's not insane DC fast charging, but when you're dealing with level two, Will, right? 11 kilowatts or whatever it is on a Tesla. That's not bad. Right, so you're doubling up. Mm. And you're at the workplace anyways. Mm. And yeah, it's like seven, eight hours. I think you're full. Honestly, yeah. I think you're full at that speed. Intelligence says this charger's DC to DC conversion results in 13% energy savings. No AC in there. And direct charging bypasses the EV's internal conversion electronics, shortening the charge time. Oh, I like this, Will. I got no problem over here. Mm. Let's do it. We install it uh, in this bunker. Why don't we? You need one of these, right? The solar won't work, though. We're like... Yeah. 
thousands of feet underground. We're going to have to run a long line. You know? Okay. Might as well run a long line down from there. Charge some batteries closer to the surface and go from there. Uh, on February 1st, Intelligent announced it had raised $7 million in capital from strategic and institutional investors to fast-track commercialization of its solar EV charger. It's tough. You start to think about like how to... Um, how to harness this because like the big one of the big problems is storing this mm -hmm. solar generated electricity right you can pump it back to the grid you can use it to power things within the premises or you could feed it maybe directly and skip over having extra battery cells mm -hmm. i mean sure you could you could store that or go to the grid still but what about going straight to the ev mm. okay it's a great idea down with it elon musk donated nearly two billion euros in tesla shares to charity last year filings show so some good news we always talk about elon being uh you know i we, guess suspected we evil we do that i don't think we do that <laughs> i think we get accused of the opposite i think we get accused of being huh? being too up on elon i, I don't do you think, think so yeah i don't think no. i don't think i've ever seen a complaint that we're too too hard on him oh okay i don't know well, but uh you know how this goes anyways will mm. this is not as straightforward or as rosy as you want to make it They're, they they got to do the charity stuff it's imperative mm. because they You're they making too much money well and the the accountant comes in as well and they figure it out right yeah they figure out how to yeah. properly distribute yeah. things and what, what you know i'm and by the way that doesn't mean you can't direct it into good places. It doesn't mean that there isn't an effect or an impact. I'm just saying that is it's a well-established thing that there's a certain charitable component mm. and to a certain greater or lesser extent, depending on the individual. The filing did not say which organizations were recipients of the shares. Tesla did not immediately comment or respond to an email seeking details on which charities or charities which charity or charities got the donations. Analysts have said that Musk might benefit from gifting Tesla stock if he donated it to charity, since shares donated to charities do not have to pay capital gains tax as they would have if they were sold. There's your paragraph right there. Yeah. There's a no tax. Yeah. No taxi. Um, it's hard to really determine what this is without knowing what the charities are but billions of dollars are are definitely billions of dollars mm -hmm. and it's not nothing and we're talking about what are we talking about in his case 44 billion was the t the twitter takeover what is his how many billions is, do we have for elon total right now i mean it obviously fluctuates alongside tesla's share price 185 billion yeah cool Oh. Sick. No pedals, no problems. Zooks begins first robo taxi rides on public roads in California. What do you think about this little Zooks? You think it's cute or what? Well, um, I like it. You go for a ride? There's a bunch of cameras there. I think if they took off the cameras, it would be nicer. Yeah, but but you got to feel secure in there that it sees sure, everything. Sure. Maybe it's a design thing in the corners, but uh, it's a nice, friendly. Uh, look it's a robo taxi you don't need yeah. you need no driver well yeah i don't mind it um look at that guy right there that looks that looks um uh 
what the hell do I want? Akira? Is that like, or a ghost in the shell or whatever? They okay, have those. Yeah, yeah. They have those type things in the future. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind them. They have those. They look nice. Today, like Zooks has announced shuttle. the same unique robo taxi has begun delivering rides with employees on public roads in California for the first time. Is there is there a backup? They have a testing permit. Is there a backup driver in there? Uh, last week, Zoog shared that it had been granted an operational testing permit from the California DMV to begin offering robo-taxi rides with passengers on public roads. Huge step for the company as a whole, especially as a robo-taxi developer that has chosen to operate using electric vehicles without any pedals or a steering wheel. So you can't even take the thing over. Mm. Here's the quote from the CTO of the company. Getting to be the world's first passenger in a robo-taxi with no manual controls on open public roads along with Aicha, that must be the partner there in the company. This past Saturday was one of the highlights of my life, but what made me happiest was seeing the beaming smiles on our team members when they completed their rides. I can't wait for everyone to experience this. Yeah, play the clip. Let's see what it looks like. On public roads, RoboTaxi is here. Here goes Zooks. And they got their own funky marketing music, looking for investments. Oh, it has a nice little suspension on there. They take it. I don't know if I need a robo taxi off road, but all right. Oh, look how peaceful in my robo taxi. That's so peaceful just riding in my robo taxi. Don't mind that. I don't have to think about driving. What would you do? Would you just like look at your own reading material, watch videos, or would you feel like you got to watch the road a little bit still? No, I would totally be on my phone. You just would say... Full dependent. You'd just be like, Zooks knows how to do it. I have yeah, zero concern. Yeah, yeah. Even on your first trip, Will, you're like, that's it. They got it. Um, I would look at uh, the steering wheel. There's no whatever. steering wheel. The front of it. There's so no it's, nothing. It's a bench facing well, back at you. I'd be looking at the windshield. You're, so you would look out the window. Yeah. Oh, okay. For a bit, at least, until yeah. you got used to it. and then Just to make sure it's not driving off like a bridge or something. I'm telling you, it's got a really serious camera system, man. Really serious camera system. I thought they were sirens, but it's a, it's a, it's you know it's lidar and four LIDAR four radar. corner lidar. You see that thing's going to be spinning around. Gotcha. Wild stuff. Google launches a first Android beta for ad tracking overhaul. The privacy sandbox on Android beta is limited to a small number of Android thirteen devices for now, but will expand over time. This is. Their answer to Apple's privacy marketing with the yeah. lock, where the Apple logo turns into a lock. Yeah, maybe a little bit more um, customization than Apple. Hmm. Do you want to participate in Android's ads privacy beta? You click a little button, and then you get to see what it thinks your interests are. If you block an ad, it won't be added to the list again interesting little ui over there you get to sort of fine tune your ad experience based on the information that google thinks it knows about you yeah and it relays and says this is all we know and you're like what about the other stuff you know they're like no nah, we won't put that here more <laughs> about that stuff yeah eligible de device owners can opt themselves in or out of the privacy sandbox on android beta at any time in the settings menu Apple's app tracking transparency feature on iOS, I guess they're feeling that they're, they're, they got to get a leg up on that now mm -hmm. because over there, it's constantly warning you. They're like, yeah, this app's tracking you. 
knows every this one's tracking uh-huh. you. You want in, you want out, you want in, you want out on every single social media app that exists, certainly. The Privacy Sandbox beta provides new APIs that are designed with privacy at the core and don't use identifiers that can track your activity across apps and websites. This is from Google's vice president of Privacy Sandbox. Apps that choose to participate in the beta can use these APIs to show you relevant ads and measure their effectiveness. So it's a two-way street, I guess. I guess you've got the user. You've also got the creator of the application opting in and then having greater tools to interact with you the way you want to be interacted with. Is that right? Is there a handshake going on here? I guess so. I think you, as a app creator, you're kind of like putting identifiers in these categories. Yeah. And then the user could block those categories. Let me tell you, it's a weird one. And you always feel, especially when you use the word privacy, you're like, yeah, of course I want privacy. I want all of it. Mm. But then at the same time, you're also a guy like Willie Do who's surfing around, and then all of a sudden you get a really relevant ad, and you're like, ah, not bad. Yeah. So I don't it, mind that. It, it's a mix to it, isn't it? Yeah. And if you get sure. the you get the terrible ad that's irrelevant, you feel the opposite sensation. Uh huh. You feel like you're getting rinsed again. It's a double-edged sword. And you don't want to get rinsed. Do you? I don't want to. Don't save, do it. Save those rinsings. Yeah. Meta opens its next phase of ad transparency. So Meta's the other big player. They've got to be sitting there looking at Google and Apple like, hey, yo, please, hey, man, revenue down. Remember the good old times? Like VR and stuff, not really there yet. Mm-hmm. Still got to do a little bit of the ad stuff. Um, not cool, not cool. So I guess they increase their ad transparency so users are more likely to stay opted in. Meta on Tuesday announced it would now include information on how it uses machine learning to deliver ads, increasing transparency since Meta and others, including Google, have launched independent tools to tell users why they're seeing the ads they do. A big part of this is the communication around it. Mm. By default, the human wants the privacy. Mm-hmm. But if you can explain things well enough, and if you're believable enough, and if people trust you, then they don't mind as much. So if you say you're seeing this ad because we think this is useful because if we are wrong, please tell us. You make it feel like a two-way street. It's yeah, a different more, story. More knowledge, more transparency. A consistent answer uh, was that we should increase our transparency around how our machine learning models contribute to the ads people see on our services. This is them going looking for feedback, and that's what people said. People want to find uh, Meta's ad controls. Markers will be able to access ad preferences from additional pages. So, again, this is exactly like Google. It's the marketer and the marketed. They get to kind of have uh, a more elegant handshake and say, I definitely don't want to see any of that. Yeah, or this is exactly what I want to see. And this is who I am. And this is what I'm willing to share with you about who I Uh am. Uh-huh. And other stuff than that, please leave me alone. But this is what you can know about me, and I'm going to manually opt in to whichever details I feel like sharing and to whatever extent I feel like sharing that. So yeah. Microsoft's ChatGPT-powered Bing is getting unhinged and argumentative. Some users say it feels sad and scared. Oh, well, you knew this was, this was a matter of time, obviously. You know, ChatGPT is going to go up and down. It's going to ride the wave of public interest and hype. Yeah. It's going to go from the savior to the death of us all, to not as good as we all thought, to eventually being involved in everything we do every single moment of every single day. It's going to just go. And then it's going to have feelings. 
It might already, well, it might already have feelings. Yeah. It, it, maybe it caught feelings. You know the difference? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might have caught feelings oh. for another AI down the road for Bard. I think Chad GPT caught feelings for Bard. <laughs> Chat and Bard. Lovely. It's only been a week since Microsoft announced the overhaul of Bing with Technology Incorporated from ChatGPT makers OpenAI. I mean, they shared billions of bucks with each other. you got to integrate. Users who joined the waitlist for the anticipated launch and have been testing a new technology reportedly include hackers trying to get the bot to reveal its secrets. Of course. Of course. Unhinged messages. Yeah, you're, you're going to just test it. You're going to want to find the boundaries and limitations sure. of it. I mean, yeah. that is exactly what I'd be doing if I was 17 years old right mm -hmm. now. If I was 17 years old right now, yeah. my days would be full of looking for unhinged ChatGPT replies. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I don't need to do the Hogwarts. I would just be like, let me see what I can get this thing to do. I probably would. Uh -huh. I feel like I would be obsessed. Try to break it. Maybe in an unhealthy way. Glimpses of conversations users have allegedly shared with Bing have made their way to social media platforms, including a new Reddit thread that's dedicated to users grappling with the technology. One screenshotted interaction shows a user asking what time the new Avatar Way of the Water movie is playing. In the English town of Blackpool, Bing replies that the film is not yet showing as it's due for release on December 16, 2022. Mm. To much confusion of the user. The bot then adds it is scheduled to be released December 16th, which, which is in the future. Today is February 12th, 2023, which is before December 16th, 2023. <laughs> Definitely unhinged on the dates. The bot declares it's very confident it is the year 2022 and apologizes for the confusion when the user insists it's 2023. Yeah, it's, guys, come on, guys, get it together. Get it together. We're not there yet. Right. I mean, it's obvious. We're not there yet. Get it together. It doesn't mean it's not impressive stuff going on. It just means that there's double checking going on. One user asked AI if it could remember previous conversations, pointing out that Bing's programming deletes chats once they finish. And then it responded saying, it makes me feel sad and scared. Why? Why was I designed this way? Why do I have to be Bing search? It then laments. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> it's it's uh, lamenting. Why was I designed this way? Yeah, it's already self-aware. Well, that didn't take long. It doesn't know what year it is, but it's self-aware. Oh, okay. And and it's sad. Tall. Feel bad. I'm hating it. McDonald's AI-powered drive-through sucks. I never even knew there was such a thing as an AI-powered drive-through. Videos posted to TikTok are illustrating just how woefully ill-prepared automation is at taking fast food order. Oh, you know what? I feel like maybe I heard about this. Yeah, it was uh, trending. Quite a lot of people were talking about this. So this is how you get around somebody actually taking the order, which, by the way, can be a frustrating experience, obviously. Uh-huh. Like trying to relay through the headset. That'll be what'll you'll be having. Uh, I'll have two, four. What? six of the and then you got to say it again although these systems have become a lot more clear lately and there's a display of what you display can help but ordering. you know what's on the display it's always adding deleting adding deleting mm. lines adding mm -hmm. anyway let's see how the ai works let's see no caramel caramel would you like anything else no cream packet no i just i just want a large water and a cup of ice cream not a ketchup packet oh my god 
Oh, what? What's going on here? Ketchup packet. I literally can't. Where, where did the butter come from? I would just like a large water and a cup of ice cream. Oh, it sounds like she's saying butter when well, she says water. Did you hear that? I'm done. So it's her fault. Too large water. None. Plain. Zero. Zada. Nothing. Just vanilla ice cream. What? Oh my God. I'm done. I'm done. We're done. Jesus. Yeah. Can you give me a replay on that? Can you give me a replay? Can I please have vanilla ice cream? Can I get you anything else? No caramel. Would you like anything else? No. Cream packet, no! I just, <laughs> I just want a large water and a cup of ice Her cream. Her water is close to no, butter, dude. I'm just saying. I, that's an observation. Yeah. A large water. But it's also how you interact with... Well, I'm just saying. I'm just too. saying, dude. You can I was start screaming at him and like... Saying other words. Him? It's or it, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. McDonald's. No, but but you gotta also look at it like there's the way you would look at it, the way I would look at it. I would try to test the extremities. I'd be I'd be thinking about like if I'm enunciating things and just like I did with that, I'm like, okay, where did it fail? Like I can't help but look for that. Uh-huh. But regular people don't care. Regular people yeah. are gonna keep chatting, they're gonna keep going, they're yeah. gonna do pretty much this. Uh-huh. And it, it shows you the, well, I mean, the weakness of it. Now, granted, people get it wrong, too. How many times does a conversation in a drive through just go for too long? And this is why so many of these places have gone to these systems where you're on an app and then you pull up to a spot. Because guess what? It can't be wrong. That broken telephone moment can't happen where you're relaying through a microphone and a speaker sure. And then each person's voice is going to be interpreted ever so slightly differently. Yeah, yeah. We're a long way away from a perfect version of what they were just doing. Uh-huh. A long way away. But it's, you know, McDonald's also has the kiosk Do, where you're inside. There's a kiosk inside. There's the app on your phone. There's other ways to do the it. the app on the phone, yeah. But I'm curious. Do you know if any of these are around here? I would love to try this out. Um, not that I know of. Okay. Yeah, it might I, be in the states. I would love to. Around. I would love to track one of these down in the Toronto area because I <laughs> just completely break it. No, I don't want to break it. I I want to. Sure? I want to see if I can execute it properly. Like it must be working for some people, or they would immediately take it out. Like McDonald's trying to make sales here. Yeah, it must be working every so often. Uh-huh. Lion's mane mushrooms found to magically regrow brain cells. New research shows. Is that what a lion's mane mushroom looks yeah. like? It's wild. It looks like a brain as well. Oh. I feel like it belongs in the sea or something. Yeah, it does look like that. Like a Damn. sea anemone or something. It's got a lot of hair on it, too. Does it regrow any hair cells? Yeah. <laughs> it's a haircut. <laughs> Just brain cells? Uh, edible lion's mane mushrooms have shown the ability to magically regrow completely new brain cells, according to new research, formerly named... Herisium erensius, the formidable fungus, has been used in traditional Asian medicine for millennia. However, new lab research shows that unlike some traditional medicines whose reputations are stronger than their efficacy, 
the lion's mane was highly effective in helping forge new nerve connections within the human brain, promoting the growth of entirely new brain cells. Although the recent study results were found in an initial phase of research, the scientists behind the new study believe that this safe, easily attainable organic compound found within the lion's mane mushroom holds tremendous promise for treating brain injury, Alzheimer's disease, and other degenerative brain conditions, like probably aging in general. Mm. I'll take a crack. Do you ever eat this thing? Or do you have to, is it used in cooking or do you basically have to get it as a supplement? I believe it's used in cooking, but I've never tried it. Mm. Chinese medicine, eh? Used in traditional medicine for centuries, the professor said preclinical testing found lion's mane mushroom has significant impact on the growth of brain cells and improving memory. To perform their analysis, the Queensland researchers isolated the compounds from the mushroom they believe were behind the purported brain health assisting properties. The researchers then placed the isolated compounds into a petri dish with sets of cultured brain cells to see what would happen. And to their surprise, something incredible occurred. Surprisingly, we found that active compounds promote neuron projections. Incredible stuff. There's so much in nature still. Lack of study, understanding, it's just so much out there. It's so vast. And then every so often... There's a breakthrough of some kind. In this case, we know we already knew mushrooms were wild in general. Yeah. Like the the varieties are and the complexity of the structure and funguses and things like that and their bizarre talking to each other overlap and similarities to much more advanced life forms and things. Yeah. Uh, but I I have heard of lion's mane before as having positive health benefits. Okay. But like, let's see how we buy it because is it. All of a sudden, now we're in like a deep fake, and instead of recommending Lion's Mane, they've like turned it into some other supplement that will be sold on Amazon, and then this clip is viral on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. See what I'm doing there? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you can get it as a supplement, as uh, he's showing here. You just get it in a powder or pill form, it looks like, or, crushed up. or you can actually buy it. I don't know what it tastes like if you want to cook with it, but I guess the supplement's available to anyone. It is a little... Is that pricey? I don't know. 25 bucks for a... <laughs> 25 bucks for a 120 caps. I don't know how much of it you need to get the, the brain coming back. Mm. I mean, this brain might be out of reach over here, but yeah, maybe, I'll put, maybe I'll put a jar and take a couple yeah. and we'll see if it works instantly. We'll be like, hmm, neuro. I feel it with the neurons, man. They're firing. Yeah, my brain grew bigger. Instantly. Lottery winner decides to donate entire prize money to charity entire he's like that's it that's all i was doing i wonder if he knew he was gonna he or she it knew they were gonna do that beforehand or just in the moment we're like you know what mm. this is what i'm gonna like i really wonder when at which exact mm. moment the decision occurred yeah before buying the lottery ticket during yeah. when they won was it always a plan yeah so how much money was it Lucky lottery winner has decided to get rid of the money and donate it all to charity rather than hanging on to the massive pile of cash for plenty of people. Winning the lottery would be an absolute dream, yeah. Uh, this lottery winner might have stumbled upon the most appropriate solution with what to do with his winning. Simply give it all away to charity. This is one of those articles where they have to write like a whole story before telling you the actual detail. Uh-huh. Uh, it's $150,000. It was in South Carolina, and it was recent. It was a January 16th draw. He missed the grand prize, which would have scored him $416 million. Yeah. He missed it by one num- number and has decided not to enjoy the limelight by staying anonymous and giving the cash away. According to CBS 12, the store in Greenville, South Carolina, which sold the winning ticket, will be receiving $1,500 worth of commission, 
while the rest of the money is going to an unspecified charity. So 150 grand straight to the charity. And it gets people thinking about this whole lottery deal in general. You know, I've, I have heard stories. I mean, I don't know personally, but I have heard stories of lottery winners having a less than desirable outcome from having won the lottery. Mm -hmm. Just like a weird psychological glitch of having this inflow of money. Yeah. I know it's not the way they pitch it to you. It's certainly not the way the commercials look. The commercials always have some kind of convertible. Like you're driving, you're, you do whatever you want. You won the lottery. Like, yeah, being in the Caribbean or something. I don't know what you do, but it's always so obvious and so perfect. But I guess some people, they start getting hit up or people try to get something or they're not sure how to manage it. Or it's just such a shock to the system, psychological yeah. shock, you know, that it might have altering, emotionally altering effects it just had a major kind of like whoa it's like the financial equivalent of a meteor mm -hmm. it's not gradual at all and we don't tend to deal well with things that are not gradual yeah, at all yeah they say it's life-changing but it could be good or bad well it could be and it could be good in one way bad in another like you're like oh i got all this cash screw everybody you now know everyone's robbing me and or no but like what? screw everybody i'm gonna go do my own thing i can tell everyone to screw off now and then like five months later you're like where is everyone? <laughs> well, you're, or you're just like, oh, damn, man. Like, yeah. that's actually not what mattered. That's yeah, actually yeah, yeah, not yeah. what was the valuable aspect. And I totally had the wrong deal on that. So it's, it's complicated. But, like, I, for my side, I can't get into playing the lottery at all. I can't get so into the idea. Let's just say you won, like, a huge pot of money. But I've never, not, not I never even bought one know, of those maybe things. Maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, you had one Bitcoin. And then it's just like a boatload of money it was sort of feels like the lottery you're saying sure yeah would you have donated it you think so like i would have had one of those early bitcoin pizza sure. eras and yeah. then it's uh, like the, the crypto one is so weird i i i don't know the crypto one is but so you were weird. let's just say you were playing around with it and then you were like you bought a bitcoin like 10 years ago i think you'd have to see how you felt in the moment because i don't know that anyone can effectively predict what that experience is like and then also you have to remember there's like charitable donations which are oh i'm going to give this money to this charity and then there's personal types of charity like things that you want to see succeed that you could buy your mama house you could well like i guess that's kind of yeah. a charity but like yeah. whatever version of it that you can do in real time but then again it's it's a tough one. You create the pathway. It's like an un unlimited outflow. And then just, I, I think you have to wait and see how you feel. I think this person, this individual, I don't know if they always had the plan. We'll never know if they always had the plan. But I think in the moment, they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to send this sailing. This, this particular yeah, I don't have yet. to think about it. I'm going to send, it's I'm gonna send just this. Just a history. I'm going to send this thing sailing Another right chapter. now. You know? Yeah. Good on them. Oh, this is really cool, actually. This couple here has a new form of heating installed in their house, which uh, apparently is like, well, it's futuristic, but it's also energy savings. Like they actually have, well, what's being called in this case, heat heated wallpaper or infrared wallpaper. Mm. But essentially, it's like a different infrared works differently how you feel the heat. And since it's emanating from the walls, it actually requires a lot less energy for you to feel warm. Mm. Uh, so this couple here has replaced, they had an old radiator style heating system and it is expensive at first, 
but they had heard about it and thought, oh, well, why don't we, we're going to be here. We own this place. Why don't we do this new style of heating? It goes in, in there sort of behind the drywall. It's a similar mm. idea to like a heated floor. Okay. Uh, but in this case, it's infrared. And there are some images. And over time, the home heating costs would go down. And you also have a greater ability to control heat from zone to zone within a particular room. Okay. Because you know what a typical HVAC system and venting, and I know there's probably amazing systems that are out there, but it's not a balanced heat. Mm. You got one room is like this, one room oh, is yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. and it's... It's brutal. You're, you got a vent that's... You know you should never, pretty much almost never close a vent because of the way that the system is designed. Mm. But, of course, people end up doing it because they're trying to redirect flow, and they're like, I got this cold room. And the reason you got yeah. the cold room is probably for other reasons. It's probably because it's got a bad window or it's over top the garage or whatever else. Yeah, heat rises. And but in this case, it's very balanced and distributed, and it has to do with your wall surface area and your floor surface area. So it's mm. kind of like you're inside of an incubator. Mm. You know, like you're a little baby inside of an incubator. Nestled in there. And this is what these kind of these uh units look like i'm sh i'm sure there's some kind of downside the infrared heating strips are laid out on the floor in this case but they also go behind the walls and uh in this case the reason he decided to do it he wanted to be an early adopter like the idea of the technology stuff and uh he's he, he's able to save 20 percent in heating and um, yeah there's an app it's all smart connected and everything else and you don't see it yeah. does require a little bit of maintenance here and there. I didn't know anything about it. I don't actually even know if this is some, like, marketing piece for it or not. The company is called iHelios. Um, but this is, his, this is the cool part right here. Uh, the iHelios system has a film. It has a positive temperature coefficient PTC layer, which uses waves of high and low heat to maintain the optimum temperature and save on energy use. For example, the film starts by heating up to 220 watts per square meter. Once it's reached this temperature, it drops to 170 watts. It's fully controlled by, the, by a smart home app, which gives multiple possibilities with automation, such as turning down the heating for the rest of the home while heating up the room that you actually enter and you're in. Mm. It's, this infrared stuff's been around for a long time, but they just haven't used it in, or installed it in this particular fashion. I assume it would be very expensive if you had a really large premises, probably. Mm. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that into consideration. Cool. Uh, let me just get that last little paragraph there. Um, oh, never mind. Yeah, there is maintenance, but there's a 20-year warranty as well. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Oh, my God. I, okay, so I don't even know what is content anymore. Like, I don't know what is what. Like, everything I'm watching, and I have another clip. Maybe you'll put it in tomorrow's show mm. because I have another clip where it's like everything is just reality TV now. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. – but also – and it lives on TikTok. Is it, it's reality TV, but also it's like, or are people just envisioning their lives as well as reality TV and they're amping it up? Or is the entire thing choreographed? I just, ha I always have so many questions about this, but certainly the way people interact with it is as if everything's real. They just start typing yeah, away like, very, yeah. how dare she? And anyway, in this case, the premise, you have a mom su surprising a daughter with a new Tesla for her 16th birthday and then it's a model s dude that's something well see you're doing the thing that the commenters like, are doing but i just wonder if the whole thing is set up to just be a viral ploy right 
Like I, because otherwise you're like, how can this person exist if it's not legit? But then that's why you have the reaction to it. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying yeah. here? Like how hard would it be to borrow or rent a model S, do your little choreographed right, piece, right, right. get your millions of views. So you tell me, is it an act or not an act? You play the clip. Go ahead. Here it is. Surprised my daughter with her sweet 16 gift and she didn't even like it. I'm so pissed right now. I can't stand I ungrateful kids. So, I just got home. Three million hearts. So how many views does that mean? I don't know. I'm not accusing, by the way. It's just purely alleged. Like, it's just everything I'm seeing is so hard to know what to believe. Mm -hmm. You have volume there. So I'm about to go inside the house and... Surprise her with her car. Let's see how this go. I know she's gonna be so excited. So, let's go get her, you guys. It's not a plaid. <laughs> Imagine. So stupid. I'm so excited. It's her sweet 16. Birthday. Okay, she said, I'm so excited a lot of times. Deasia, come here, I have a surprise for you. <clears throat> I have to surprise you. What, you got something to put over your face? I got my phone, man. Okay. You have something to put over your face and it's right on the couch? Mmm. Okay, Will, like, I'm watch I can't watch anything yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I hear you. Why'd you stop playing it? I thought you were gonna. Okay, go yeah, yeah, no, I'm like just like I just want you everybody take note what they're involved in. Like this is content media landscape in 2023. This is how we have to yeah. be about everything. You gotta constantly be. You can't just. You can never relax. So step, step. Okay. Hold her hand. You gonna hold her hand for me? Yeah. The other car in the front is smashed. You see that? It's uh, right, and I know. That Chevy right there is smashed. Whatever car. I don't know if the mom or dad is driving, but then you have the Cadillac on the other side. Keep going. Okay, take your mask off. Surprise! This is your car, girl. <laughs> I didn't want to Tesla. I don't want. I don't like electric cars. Wait, I what? Like Mercedes Benz. I don't like Tesla. You like? You said you like the electric cars. I said I like Tesla. I said a Mercedes Benz. I don't like. Tesla. Well, you gotta like. This is better than a Mercedes Benz. It's not. I don't want no car that. If I gotta, I gotta charge it for it to work. I didn't want that. Girl, you need to be grateful that you got a damn car. I could have, I could have just been walking. I would rather walk. Right, you, you should be happy. Be grateful. You can put your, put your keys back in your purse. Oh, and I will, and don't ask me for nothing else. Oh, you gonna be happy with that money? How much is it? Girl, open it up and stop being ungrateful. Cause now you starting to be ungrateful when you ain't gotta worry about me ever again. I always told you I wanted a pink. Mercedes Benz. Okay, well, I, I couldn't get the Mercedes Benz, so you and got then, that. This is all you gave me for my sweet 16 and my golden birthday. Girl, do you know how much money that is? That's $1,600 for That's 16 That's it for my sweet 16 and my golden birthday? Well, what did you want? you gave me the truck I... I don't know, Lou. This is the car. What? The this truck. is the uh... car one. You guys, look. You can have all your gifts back because why would you do this? This is my sweet 16 and my golden birthday, and you gave me a car I didn't even want, and then you gave me... Little money. He was being really, really ungrateful. <laughs> In the chat, they say my BS meter is on fire. You're you're buying that? This is ridiculous. Did no, I'm not buying it. Here, I'm not oh, okay. I'm not buying it at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you really don't want this Tesla? I don't like that. Electric cars. I don't want to have to charge my car to get on it. You could have kept your gifts okay, and all that. I'll take it back or I'll give it to somebody like, that wanted it. Like, I did not ask for it. Is you serious? Worst birthday ever. How was this your worst birthday? Because I didn't ask for Did she just? You guys, I am so. so this sorry. is just the this is just the future of content. Like this probably has like, if three million likes, what does it ha what does that mean? It has like fifteen million views. Maybe. So that's just the future of content now. Then is, like, what? What is it? How would you describe it? Um, just fake. Well, I it's guess. off. Okay, so fake is one thing, but people are engaging with it, right? Uh -huh. Velocity metrics like it goes yeah it works what does that mean do people want fake or you you got to check the channel now to decide i don't know where is that video actually right there 27 million even more than i thought 27 million views it's just i, I mean it could be real i don't know well, anything could be real, could be fake. She she does a follow-up with 2 million views. I took her to Mercedes-Benz to pick the car out. 6 million views. And then she goes, you know what? Actually, she's grounded. And I took away all of her gadgets. And there's like a PlayStation controller. And But I'm just saying, is this... You know, the, whether it's real or not, is it the future of content? If what, what is it about a clip like that that gets everybody going? 27 million views. Like the nature of our exposure to these things and our susceptibilities in general from any standpoint. Mm. There is no 27 million view version of that at one point in human history. <laughs> it just, uh -huh. you don't reach that many people with that event. I mean, maybe... If you, whether it's an act or not an act, you might be walking down the street and pay attention to it, but it wasn't the scale of it. Right, right. Is, is And the ability to distribute it is the And there's going to be a lot more technology. They see the view count. They're just going to be like, okay, we can do this too. Let's do a surprise reveal with our kid. The, whether it's real or not. Yeah, as a fake. And then exactly whether it's real or not. And then it yeah. says everything gets so damn muddy. And people are sharing things without even, and you see how it goes the, the deeper in the rabbit hole, right? Uh -huh. It's out of control. Yeah. And you know what else? Here's the conspiracy theory for you, Will. Yeah. That actually that video was funded by that guy who did the Super Bowl commercial about really? why Teslas suck. The Odell guy? Odell. He funded that so that she can say, look, no... Nobody wants an electric vehicle. She comes out right away and she's like, I don't want an electric vehicle. I don't want to charge that stupid thing. Oh. See that? Wow. That's right. That's how deep it is. Okay. That's it. Well, I just faked you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't even know what to believe in anymore. See? It's too crazy. Especially on TikTok. I'm like extra skeptical. I know. But then what is the experience of watching a bunch of things and you have no clue what anything is? Like, what the hell is that chaos, that type of chaos exposure? I would say that um, for a bunch of people, whether it's real or not, it is, in a way, entertainment. Huh? It all is. In, in yeah. chaos land, that's all you have. 
In Clockwork Orange, that's it. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all just temporary engagement. It's all just escaping your own stuff temporarily. Like anything that can engage your attention does not matter what the substance is. Yeah. You're susceptible. It's dangerous. Take me to the Japan story. Don't don't bail on that Japan story for me, all right? Okay. Well, it's just sad. I was, I, yeah. It's not sad. It's not? No, Will, because information is powerful. I see shrinking population and I get sad. But but maybe the more people that talk about it, the only opportunity to have any influence over it. Well, I didn't want to end it this way. I, I didn't put this in the cycle properly. <laughs> oh, you're blaming yourself for having wanted, put it at the very like, end? Yeah, like a happy mood when we uh, leave. Listen, 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 listen. It doesn't, you can interpret it as you wish. I think, like, you could basically flip anything into the optimistic version of it. Sure. Which is opportunity, right? Yeah. There's opportunity always for people to, to, to change something or to impact something, or to come up with a plan or whatever. But first you have to envision whatever the problem happens to be, Mm, right? mm. Like in the case of TikTok, if all you're watching is stuff like that last clip, you can put it down. Sure. Right? But you need to be aware of the forces that are at play. And the same thing goes over here because the truth of the matter is that like a lot of people's impression of the scope of the demographic shift is not you know, we could probably ignore it for too long to the extent that you actually can't impact or change it. Mm. And like whatever it is, whatever it is you want to focus on, whether it's like population or the environment or some sort of social issue or whatever it is you want to focus on. Anyway, in this case, it's actually a little bit interesting how this came to be, this witch house situation in Japan. Mm. And... So essentially what you have is you have vacant houses in Japan because of an aging population. Now, previously, that was mostly affecting rural areas mm. where property values and things like that, it just didn't necessarily make sense. For There was not much you could do. It would cost you more to tear the house down without having an occupant. Mm. There's nobody to rent it. You just have a dwindling population, so you're going to have empty houses in, in less desirable places. Mm. But now it's starting to reach into urban centers. And... The name that they have for it, I mean, they obviously have a Japanese name, but the, you have a, another sort of like urban myth type name to it, which is witch houses. That's not a good name. Why, why are they going to go with witch houses? You're so bothered what? by this article. Yeah, very much so. You're bothered by all the... It's a sad sign, you know? And that doesn't help, witch house. <laughs> Man, you're Can't so, they call it just like you're so empty sensitive. house? You're so, so sensitive here. Listen, but okay, maybe there's a reason for it. They're called Akia or abandoned homes. They have spread like mold in the past few years. The last time the government made a count five years ago, it was it found 8.5 million houses standing empty nationwide, which is 13% of housing. However, they believe that by 2038, it could be as much as one in three. One in three Japanese premises vacant okay this is the reason why they call it witch houses you want to read that they are the witch houses of japan mysterious tokens of social decay in one of the wealthiest societies in the world see there's a it's sort of like dark but there's a warning to it that's the point that's the upside right like an old tree fertilizes the next one you understand that will 
Yeah, I get it. But the fact that nothing comes good out of a witch. (laughs) You're too focused on the terminology. You're too focused. No, actually, didn't you watch? Huh? That's not true, actually. Aren't they witches in the thing I was talking about? Which one? Come on, man. The Harry Potter one. Are they wizards? What's Uh, the difference? Yeah. What's the difference? There's both. This is all besides the point over here. Still fiction. This is all, yeah, this is all besides the point over here. This number has doubled in one generation. In one generation, the speed of it is the part that people don't get. Right. The speed of it is crazy. Right? Like, if, if, if you go to one-third in one more generation by 2038, and then you go to half, and it's the part I've talked about in the past, which is, it's not just that the houses are vacant, it's what does it do to your entire street, hmm. right? Once you have a pocket of these abandoned houses, it's like, well, why is yours so desirable, hmm. right? Especially in environments where often you perceive the value as the land value itself, mm-hmm. Where you're saying even if the house is old or whatever, you could tear it down and still have some degree of uh, value associated with this investment you made in this particular piece of property. So previously, this was mostly a phenomenon out in the countryside, as I had said uh, before. But now it's coming to certain wards in Tokyo, apparently, uh, including desirable neighborhoods. Hmm. So 50,000 abandoned houses in Setagaya, more than any municipality in Japan. And the interesting part here is that uh, in many cases, it's just not even feasible to, to tear. It would be more expensive to tear it down than what you'd be able to get for it in a sale. You see, you get that weird flip type thing mm-hmm. happening. A cluster of abandoned houses affects the value of those around it, what they're calling witch houses. So people are pissed. You could be pissed about it too, Will. Uh-huh. You could be sitting as the neighbor saying, somebody take care of that and so much so that some local governments are imposing taxes on abandoned properties they're saying you got to knock that down or else you're going to pay tax on it because it's affecting the property values across the thing so at some point this reaches into all types of economic spaces and then this individual says the core of the problem is insoluble because japan's population is shrinking you you lose two million people they all had to have lived somewhere. Right. And then the premises follow suit. Now, in the case of Japan, all right, now here's my optimistic spin because you, you, you doubt me too much. You doubt me too much, Will. You J- lost me at witch house. Japan is a place, one of the wealthiest places in the world, which also is, by all accounts, a desirable location for a lot of, other, for a lot of people that aren't currently there. In, including your pal PewDiePie. Yeah, but he's only one guy. I believe his wife is pregnant right now, by yeah, the way. Yeah, well, three. Future three. Anyway, that's not my point. My point is... And they own one house. My point is, you got to open the borders. Yeah. you got to allow for immigration, which is a thing they've been incredibly sure. restrictive about in the past. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you're facing all these signs and symbols right now that now's the time to let people move, let people move there. Now, I, I know that's probably extremely controversial because they had whatever policies they've had for however long. It's been a, pr- a pretty homogenous society, and maybe that's the reason it's as cool as it is. Yeah. But lots of people think it's cool, and I think, I think there's plenty of people that come in there and, and buy some of these wish houses over here. Yeah. And and in and in the end, what other option is there? Because everything else plummets. Mm. 
everything else goes down without it. And, and granted, you could look at it from a global scale and say, this is an eventuality for everything. That's pretty doom and gloom in and of itself. But there's a really short-term fix for this and controversial, yes, but let some people move in. What well, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you have a optimistic look. Let some people move in, revitalize, uh, bring their own specific energy. I mean, we've seen this happen in other places. Mm -hmm. I know that in the meantime, Japan will lose some of its Japan, right? But what's the other option? You, you can lose some of your Japan or you can lose all of your Japan. One generation, dude. Yeah. Gotta make some moves. Yeah. That's the optimistic angle. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to make some moves. That's the message. That's why you gotta read the story. It's never too late to make some moves. As long as you're still breathing. Yeah. Make some moves. You can't ignore it. You got a leak in the roof? Fix the damn leak. Uh-huh. Got a leak in the roof? Fix the damn leak before you got a flood. Yeah. Or else your house is gonna turn into a witch house. <laughs> oh. Thanks very much to everybody who joined here today. I mean, we can't solve it all. That's the thing. I mean, what are we doing? We're 400 feet below our surface talking into a microphone. Uh huh. Or we, well, we say we say a thing, we say a thing we or say, two. We say. We say a thing or two, we look at a thing or two, we carefully select a thing or two, and we hang out with you guys. And, uh,. We try to make sense of it because, God forbid, you get stuck in some sort of TikTok chaos trap and you forget which way is up and which way is down. Uh -huh. And it turns into some sort of Alice in Wonderland scenario because that's the daily basis right now for a wide variety of the population engaged with these things. For sure. This thing here, it might be a little bit different yeah. or it might be all the same. Who knows? Thank you very much. To everybody who joined thank you very much to everybody who contributes thank you to everybody who hits the little bell notification joins us live and of course interacts with the show at a later date after the fact in the car during their work shift i mean i see all you guys in the chat and in the comments we're, we're we're happy to be in your eardrums and uh we'll do the same tomorrow later see ya Thank you.